Nate Dickinson with you here. You're listening into the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Coming up on today's program, we're going to preview Illinois and Minnesota hitting the hardwood tomorrow at the barn. Gophers really good at home, but Illinois really good all over the place. It's going to be a good one for sure coming up tomorrow, and we'll have a preview for it here coming up in just a moment on Locked On Golden Gophers. We'll also get a Lenardi update. Joe Lenardi, the king of all the brackets up until Selection Sunday, of course. He has moved the Gophers since they lost to Indiana Wednesday. We'll talk to you about where Minnesota stands later on in the show. And also, Minnesota is without Gabe Kalsher, at least for the short term. But what do the Gophers do if that ends up being a long-term problem? We'll talk about who could possibly step up in his place because somebody needs to, as we saw after the Gophers' latest loss. That's all coming up later on in the show. But first, here on Locked On Golden Gophers, we keep you up to date on everything going on around with the entire school. And we'll do so right now to kick off the program as we always do. Minnesota news going on today. Angus Flanagan, we told you yesterday the Minnesota senior is playing at the Genesis Open. His first round was a plus 475. Did go even on the back nine. The cut line right now sitting at about even, though, so while that can move a couple of strokes down, it looks like he'll have to do at least a little bit better to play through the weekend. Still a solid showing, though, for Flanagan, again, as he gets ready for the Gopher season of its own. Gopher hockey against Michigan State is this weekend. The Gophers number four in the nation. Jack LaFontaine is hot right now. He's the first goalie in modern Gopher history to record two shutouts back-to-back in a road series. I don't really know what modern Gopher history is. That's just what Gopher Athletics put out. But congrats on him on doing that again. Gopher's one of the best in the nation. They've got another Big Ten matchup this weekend. Also, in other sports this weekend, as we go through the Gopher calendar, there's a lot going on, so I'll be quick about it. All these times, Minnesota local. So it's what it'll be if you live in Minnesota, central time. Uh, Coming up today, women's tennis against Nebraska at 2 p.m. The women's hockey team starts up against Bemidji State at 6 p.m. Men's hockey home against Michigan State at 7. Volleyball on the road against Nebraska at 8 p.m. That matchup will be on the Big Ten Network if you have it. On Saturday, men's tennis is at Michigan State early at 11 a.m. Women's basketball at Maryland early at 11 a.m. as well. Men's basketball, which we'll talk about later, is at 2.30 p.m., home against Illinois. Women's hockey at Bemidji State at 3 p.m. Gymnastics against Rutgers at 5 p.m. And men's hockey against Michigan State at 5 p.m. on Saturday. On the Lord's Day, women's tennis against Iowa at 11 a.m. Men's tennis at Michigan at 11 a.m. Volleyball at Nebraska at 11 a.m. And wrestling against Northwestern at 12 p.m. Wrapped up with soccer against Nebraska at 1 p.m. That's a look at the full schedule for the Gophers over the weekend. We'll give you a recap of all of it on Monday. And again, hopefully be quick about it as well, too. Again, coming up later on in the show, we've got a Lenardi update. Where does Joe have the Gophers in the field of 68 right now after another loss? Also, we'll preview the Illinois matchup for Minnesota in a big one, the biggest game the Gophers have the rest of the regular season. And then later on, we'll talk about the defense for Minnesota without Gabe Kalsher. What does it look like if he cannot come back long-term with the broken hand we found out about this week? That's coming up here as we wrap up everything going on with Locked On Golden Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson. We'll be back talking with everything going on with the basketball team in just a moment. 
We tell you everything you need to know about what's going on with Gopher Sports. And now that you have the information, you can go make some money with it. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. The Gophers have a big game tomorrow at home against Illinois. The line I probably going to be favorites. If you want to make some money, get over that line and bet Minnesota money line. You can get on there on BetOnline.ag and also get some free money thanks to us over at Locked On and, of course, the people over at BetOnline. If you head over to the website, use your mobile device, too. You can sign up today and receive 50% on a welcome bonus to your first deposit. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Plenty to bet on right now with the Gophers. It is prime time basketball. They got hockey too. Reality shows, award shows coming up. Really anything you can bet on, they have it over at betonline.ag. We'll be right back here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Nate Dickinson with you. Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Golden Gophers. And while we have everything you need to know about the Gophers, what about the rest of sports? Well, we got you covered there now, too. The Locked On Podcast Network has you there with the Locked On Today podcast. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm guessing same place you get this one would be a good place to start. We're going to break down everything between Illinois and Minnesota coming up on Saturday afternoon. But first, since we last talked, there's been a Lenardi update. I googled uh, royalty-free intense music. This is what came up. Joe Lenardi is the master of the brackets up until Selection Sunday. It is he who decides who is in and out of the tournament. He has a new bracketology out, the full 68-team field, and Minnesota is still in it. If you give the automatic bids to the first teams in the tournament, then out of the field of 68, Lenardi in his latest update has the Gophers clocking in as team number 66. That puts the Gophers square into the middle of the last four in. Also, means Lenardi thinks Minnesota would be playing in a play-in game in the first four. That last four in has Minnesota, right? by the way, as a 12 seed. The way things are working right now, Lenardi thinks that there will be two 11 seeds and two 12 seeds getting those last at-large bids. Minnesota, has he has it, would be playing up against St. Bonaventure in that first four matchup for the right to face off against some sort of five seed in the NCAA tournament. Minnesota, though, right back on that NCAA tournament bubble again this season. We've talked about it plenty. Last year, Minnesota was on the bubble kind of at the start of February, goes throughout the month losing, and by the time the Big Ten tournament comes around, Minnesota never got to find out, but it was not looking good for their chances to make the big tournament. This year, Minnesota came into February looking pretty safe, 8-9 seed around that area after getting some big wins early in the Big Ten. But in the last month, has been losing more and more and now sits right back where they were. On the bubble once more, and with four games left to try and inch their way back up towards a position where 
a falling apart in the Big Ten early turn a Big Ten tournament early doesn't really tear them apart. We've talked plenty already about the Big Ten and Minnesota being on the bubble, but that's our Lenardi update. Minnesota, number team number 66 out of 68 in the NCAA tournament. Only two teams below them getting at large bids. And they would be, by the way, the 10th team in the Big Ten to make the tournament out of 10. Indiana jumped over Minnesota and now holds their last spot or their spot before in the first of the next four teams out. And also jumping over the Gophers, Maryland. The Terrapins jumping into the field of 68 and over Minnesota after getting two big wins over the Gophers already this season. That makes tomorrow's matchup against Illinois even bigger for Minnesota and the Gophers. Illinois is on a hot streak, one of the best teams in the country right now, and according to Lenardi, the number five team out of the field of 68, just inching toward that one line. A win here in Minnesota could jump all the way back into a safe zone in the NCAA tournament picture, but first they have to get by a really good Illinois team. Now this Illini team has just about everything on offense that you could ask for. It's one of the best in the country, and that's one of those factors they have that really is going to be something Minnesota can't stop. I'll I'll break it down all in just a couple of minutes, but I really do think this is going to have to be a game where Minnesota has to keep the pace with Illinois instead of really trying to stop them or contain them in any way because there's so many big, big X factors that the Illini have. You can't just stop all of them. The biggest one lately for Illinois has been Io DeSumo. He's made or assisted on 55% of field goals in the last three games for Illinois. He's on a hot streak, and Illinois is using him a lot to try and take advantage of whatever it is that he's locked into. That means this is going to be another big test for the Gophers, who will be playing without Gabe Kalsher, unless he magically heals from a broken hand in the next day and a half until game time. Can somebody step up and take the role of the top defender on this team? We touched on this before yesterday, I think it was. But Minnesota, without Kalsher, does not have a go-to defender. Richard Pitino has trusted Kalsher more than anybody to be the guy to step up and defend against the number one guy in the backcourt whenever Minnesota faces up against one of those top players in the Big Ten. Desumu is one of those guys, and he's playing really well right now. I'm interested to see. Who is it? Is it Marcus Carr? Is it Brandon Johnson? Is it Booth Gotch? Is it Jamal Mashburn Jr.? I don't know. But if somebody can step up, that's maybe an answer to arguably the second biggest question on this team, the defense without Gabe Kalsher. Because we're going to talk about it later. What does this team look like if he's out long, long term? But at least for this game, that's something I'm looking at for at least some sort of immediate answer from Richard Pitino. Who's the guys that are going to be guarding the best backcourt players in the Big Ten? And hopefully, at some point down the road in the middle of March, in the NCAA tournament. That's one thing I'm looking for for sure going into Illinois. Who defends Io DeSumo? Who does Richard Pitino say is the next man up behind Gabe Kalsher? We're going to talk more about that later on, though. Let's talk a little bit about the last time the Gophers played Illinois. It was on December 15th, so more than two months ago, and if you remember it, you remember Illinois winning pretty badly. I do want to bring your attention, though, to if you remember watching that game, the first couple of minutes, Liam Robbins got a couple of fouls early, but when he was in there, he actually did a really, really good job of slowing down Kofi Coburn, one of the better defenders and players all around in the Big Ten. 
he ended up going off for a, a huge, huge, I think it was 33 points in the first time these two teams matched up. I'll pull up the box score right now. But he was big outside of those first few minutes. Robbins got a couple of fouls early, ended up fouling out later in the game after just 16 minutes. But in that first stretch when he was really going after Coburn, he wasn't able to do anything. Looking at it now, it was 33 points for Kofi Coburn and got to the free throw line a lot with 15 free throws taken as well. So he dominated the game if you remember watching it. But early on, Liam Robbins, when he was in for just those first five, six minutes, whatever it was, he and Coburn were going to battle in a way that made you think that Robbins, early in the season, could compete with anybody in the Big Ten. And Minnesota was out to an early lead before Illinois ended up grabbing hold and taking over in the second half. If Liam Robbins can keep it cleaner today, which, given he hasn't been great at, but he's been better than at least he was really early in the season when this game was, if he can at least go with Coburn a little bit longer, I'd be interested to see how he stacks up. Because there's some great, great players in the Big Ten. Kofi Coburn's one of them. Liam Robbins is trying to become one of them here in these last few weeks of the regular season. Gophers are going to need him to be. If he can at least match up with Coburn and stay out there, because Illinois went after him early, I really, really would like to see just how he does. That's the second thing I'm looking out for in this game tomorrow afternoon. Looking bigger picture at just the Illini as a team this season, I mentioned they're one of the best offensive teams in the nation. Again, it's been more than two months since the Gophers last saw him. In that time, they've gotten all the way up to 14th in the country in points per game, 18th in scoring margin per game in the country. But it's not just the scoring, it's all-around offense. Illini is 16th overall in assists per game in the country, 14th in rebounds per game. This team is built to score no matter how good your defense is or plays. And Minnesota is going to need to be able to keep up, even if the defense is able to find an answer to who is the next Gabe Kalsher. Even if the offense is able to shoot with a consistency that we haven't been able to see game in and game out for this team. The squad for Illinois is shooting 50% from the field on the year. Less than 10 teams in the country do that. They do it in not a lot of possessions as well, so you have to be able to be efficient while you're also shooting well. It's a kind of weapon that's lethal to most teams in the country. It's the reason why Illinois is looking at a two-seed right now in the NCAA tournament that could easily become a one. This is a squad that is built to compete every single night. They're one of the teams that everyone thinks is a threat come tournament time because of it, and we're going to see a display of that on Saturday afternoon. Does it mean the Gophers are going to lose? No, of course not. They're at home. They've been outstanding at home. Minnesota's already knocked off teams that are just as good as Minnesota in the rankings right now. But I will say it's been a while since those games. Since Minnesota beat Michigan, since Minnesota beat Ohio State. And Minnesota hasn't been the same team as of late. Right now they have the last opportunity in the regular season to be able to say, all right, this is our home court. We're supposed to play well here. And we're playing against a top five team with a chance to really, with a win, get yourself off of the burner of the NCAA tournament bubble. Right now, you're right there at the edge. A win here doesn't, I think, make you completely safe. Still got to take care of business the rest of the way, but I think it definitely takes some pressure off you because this is the situation that your resume says you should be able to play well in. It's a game at home against a ranked team. That's the 
biggest thing Minnesota has to say for its chances at making the NCAA tournament, that they beat ranked teams at home. From the top of the rankings to the bottom, Illinois is one of them coming into the barn on Saturday in the biggest moment of the year for the Gophers. Playing well is a must. And it's going to be really, really big for this team to come out strong and at least put up a performance, if it doesn't win, that has the committee saying, all right, this team can still compete with anybody in the country. Because a win over Purdue is nice, but it's not the same as a win or at least a good game even against Illinois. Coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk more about Gabe Kalsher. We've touched on him in a couple of times already today. But he's out at least for a little while. And with a broken hand, when you say indefinitely, it doesn't sound good when there's only about a month left in the season. If he is out for good, say the entire year, what are the options behind him? We'll break that down in just a minute here on Locked On Golden Gophers. But first, Bill Barr has all sorts of new flavors for you coming out all the time, and a new one is on sale right now. We've got a flash sale that's actually going on only today on Friday for the Coconut Puff Bar. My mom actually tried out the Coconut Brownie Crunch Bar, I think it's called, that flavor, and she loved it. She was actually like surprised at how good it was. Luscious chocolate and soft marshmallow on this Coconut Puff Bar made with premium collagen protein blend, 16 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 6 grams of sugar. It's gluten-free, preservative-free, and again, a one-day sale going on right now. So get on over to BuiltBar.com. You can get 20% off as well by using Locked On at checkout at Built Bar. So get the new flavor that has a flash sale on it right now. Use our code, maybe get a little extra money off. It was pretty good stuff over here at the Dickinson House, so you might want to get your hands on it as well. We're talking about everything going on with Gabe Kalsher's absence on the Gopher defense in just a minute to wrap up the show here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Again, Nate Dickinson with Locked On and the Locked On Podcast Network. Nate Dickinson back here wrapping things up for the day and for the week on Locked On Golden Gophers. Betting on the Gophers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to us here, but also if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the Minnesota Gopher defense has a big hole to fill with Gabe Kalsher. Now, the defense wasn't great when Kalsher was on the floor, but he was the number one guy for Minnesota on that end of things. The Gophers constantly put him on the opposing team's best. No, constantly had faith in his defense despite his woeful offense at times this season. And without him, it looks like the Gopher defense that, again, had already struggled could continue to roll down that hill, and a team in Illinois that could really take advantage could really start that rolling tomorrow afternoon. Let's talk about, though, who could be the replacement, at least individually for Kalsher, and also just kind of, is it time for Minnesota to get creative here in how they play their defense? First, though, on the individual end of things, I just wanted to take things simply and look at defensive rating, which is one of those stats that hand up, I don't, quite exactly understand. It's 
given an explanation of an estimate of points allowed per 100 possessions. I don't know how you get to that number for an individual player, but that's what the number is trying to tell you. How many points are you allowing per 100 possessions? When it's being measured from a team standpoint, it's really easy to figure out. And there is a team measurement for that. It's just how many points does your team give up per 100 possessions that the other team has. I don't know how the individual player gets it, but anywho, here's who does it the best on the Gophers. Gabe Kalsher was actually number two. His is at 108.5, about three points higher than anybody else except for Jamal Mashburn. The freshman has a 109.9 defensive rating. So the guy who has played in every game for the Gophers, but just now got the starting nod, could be seeing even more and more time in Kalsher's absence and potentially doing more and more of what Kalsher's role was. Mashburn's been a much better scorer this season and at least much more efficient scorer than Kalsher had been. And while Kalsher was starting to at least turn things around, Mashburn has been someone who can at least do it on both ends while he's out as well. I wouldn't be surprised to see Mashburn starting to get like 30-minute games out there, something he hadn't really eclipsed up till this point. Behind him, it's Marcus Carr and Trey Williams. I don't want to see Marcus Carr expending too much energy on the defensive side of the ball, given how much he has to do on offense. Trey Williams, yeah. If you need a body to put on somebody defensively for a few minutes in a stretch, Trey Williams is your guy. I don't know how long he can sustain being a number two defender on a team, like the Gophers may need him to be at times, but at least until Kalsher's out, maybe he can be somebody else who can fill in and do a little bit more on defense too. Guys you could see maybe a little bit more of. Booth Gotch is someone who's been riding a bit more bench as of late. I wouldn't be surprised to see him see get a few more minutes. Guys like Brandon Johnson and Isaiah Innan, who have at times been really good on offense. Brandon Johnson has been a pretty effective scorer this season. Maybe get them off the court a little bit more. I mean, there's only so, more, so many minutes to take away from them at this point with their per-game averages. But as far as Innan with 13.5 minutes per game, and Johnson with 25 and a half. If I could see a little bit more Booth Gotch in defensive situations there, I would do that. And that's, again, just looking at the defensive rating stats that we have in front of me. I'm not trying to really even dive that deep into what I think about these guys as defenders. I will say, just Jamal Mashburn, I like the energy he brings on defense as well. So along with him being a top defender on paper, I really do think he could be somebody who is as well as the guy who runs the ball for Minnesota in the future when Mar Marcus Carr leaves, be that guy who can be on defense, someone who's really good too when Gabe Kalsher leaves. Jamal Mashburn has a lot of potential is all I'm saying. A lot of people have been saying that as of late, but I guess that's what I'm summing up right now. He's someone who can be really good. Now, as far as going forward, I think Minnesota could benefit by doing some team defense stuff that could make some changes, like playing a little bit more zone or, or trying some more pressing or aggressive defense with a couple of traps built in maybe. I don't know how much you can do of that against Illinois just because of how well-rounded of an offense they are, but maybe look for something like that going forward. But the bottom line is that this was a problem before the best defender on the team got hurt. So now may be the time to start looking at some desperation moves, like putting a full-court press on at times where it's unconventional or going a little bit more aggressive and picking up a few more fouls at times, just because, well, you know that over the course of a game, your defense doesn't have it every single time down. And there will be, I think, an uptick in fouls, and I think it will be harder for a guy like Liam Robbins to stay off that foul sheet. But I think it's possible. 
I think there's a way for the Gophers to be able to manage this without Kalsher. I'm just not sure how confident I am in them actually being able to do it. Nate Dickinson with you here. You're listening again to Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. We'll be back next week with more on everything that happened this weekend with the Gophers and, of course, everything that will happen next week with Minnesota, too. Until then, I'm Nate Dickinson. As always, row the boat, Sky Yuma. Go Gophers.